0: It's another day. I'm another John, and this is another note. Today's edition of another note is titled cold hands and socks. Our scripture reference today is Hebrews chapter 10 verses 32 through 39. As always, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word but recall those earlier days when after you had been enlightened you endured a hard struggle with sufferings sometimes being publicly exposed to abuse and persecution and sometimes being partners with those so treated for you had compassion for those who were in prison and you cheerfully accepted the plundering of your possessions, knowing that you yourselves possess something better and more lasting. Do not therefore abandon that confidence of yours. It brings a great reward for you need endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what was promised for yet in a very little while, the one who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one, will live by faith. My soul takes no pleasure in anyone who shrinks back, but we are not among those who shrink back and so are lost, but among those who have faith and so are saved. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. I'd like to continue a talk I gave last night. Gloria and I attended an interfaith prayer service. This gathering was part of several citywide events planned to commemorate MLK Day. It was a simple night and a blessing to share. I told those gathered about a question Gloria asked me yesterday morning. In Corpus Christi, it was 40 degrees before I left home. That's not the kind of cold a lot of the country experience, But it was enough to make my hands cold. And when that happens, I can't help but let Gloria know how cold they are. No, I can't just tell her she has to experience it. So I put both my cold hands on her arms. She jumped and asked me, why are your hands cold if you're wearing socks? Now, that may sound like a silly question to you. It's actually a loving one. She knows me. She knows if my feet are cold, my entire body will be cold for the rest of the day. That question allowed me to offer this theme last night. If one part of the body is hurting, the rest of the body suffers. Unfortunately, many within the body don't recognize how other parts are suffering. I'm convinced one of the greatest sins we perpetuate is the disunity of the body of Christ. We let our agendas and our ideologies cloud our vision of one another. As a result, we can't see what many of our sisters and brothers endure. Is that a willful choice? Is ignorance our greatest fault? Maybe we do see it, but we've learned to excuse away our responsibility to walk in faith with one another. Quite often, Christians talk about the will of God. They mostly mean that in personal terms. What is God's will for me? Is it God's will for me to take this job or make this decision? I don't have a problem with that. Only it can cloud our vision if we're not careful. Hebrews 10 encourages Christians who are struggling Once they were a lively congregation. As an example, they had compassion for those who were in prison, but something happened. Persecution set in and deterred them from living a full life of faith. Part of that meant their personal faith declined. It also meant their compassion and concern for others faded too. So the writer admonishes them for you need endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what was promised. In this light, the will of God isn't something personal. It seems to connect to how we serve those in prison or suffering any other plight. MLK, in his letter from Birmingham jail, wrote, We will have to repent in this generation, Not merely for the hateful words and actions of the bad people, but for the appalling silence of the good people. What about our generation? What keeps us from acknowledging the suffering of others? What keeps us from working for their well-being? Could it be we miss how much our humanity connects us? Stay blessed.